2: Uh, we're going to have an interesting show. First of all, um, technological issues I can barely even hear, so I hope that uh, my guests can hear me okay. But I uh, i just had a great weekend, and I'm going to actually bring my co-host, Andrea, on the show for this one. So, Andrea, can you hear everything okay?
3: I can hear you. How are you this morning?
2: Other than feeling like I'm blind and deaf, I guess I'm doing great. I uh, i had well, the good fortune of having an IT person uh, in Verizon, sabotaged this show by telling me they were going to make my experience on the internet 10 times faster, and I think they did it divided by 10 instead of times 10.
3: <laughs> well, the really good thing is we have so many awesome guests. The, the two women this morning are 10 xers themselves, so the energy from them will be so high. Hopefully, it'll compensate for the technology problems.
2: Okay. I think I heard you said we have so many guests, and then you said two, so, uh, but they're 10x guests. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I get it. So that, I've been
3: so traveling it's
2: like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, we will go ahead and go right into the show. And if for any reason I drop off, then by all means, just uh, deepen your voice a little bit, and let's see if we can uh, fake this out a little bit. But well, our first morning, guest we have. Our first guest we had I, I met because of you. Uh, we went to Las Vegas, and we were on her TV show. And she is a heck of a good host. And what, a, what an experience! What a story you guys are going to hear. From her, I I can't wait to hear the whole story because I've only heard parts of it, and it was very interesting because when I met her, I found out she had a production crew that was from Armenia, and I kind of shocked them with the old keep smiling in Armenian, and that really got the glue going that we all were smiling and having a good time, and of course, the show was uh, not just fun. It went by in like two minutes, just like all good shows do when, when you're having a great conversation and you feel like you're with friends and family, so... Uh, thank you very much, Andrea, for bringing uh, that connection, both of them for that matter, to the show, and <laughs> you'll do an, uh, the job of uh, bringing our Amy on with a beautiful introduction, and we will get going. <clears throat>
3: well, certainly, I would be glad to do that. So, Amy is amazingly awesome. I got to tell you guys, we had so much fun uh, being on her television show. I got us a, a, a booked, both Ken Rashawn and I, and <clears throat> this woman is the creator, producer, director of three dynamic television shows. She's a transformational keynote speaker internationally. She is a seminar webinar presenter, a host, and she is the founder of AK Experts Productions LLC. And she's also the Special Liaison Officer for Women's Federation for World Peace USA. She is so eclectic and so bright. She is also the author of her own biography. <clears throat> well, I guess that wouldn't be somebody else's biography, wanted. Anyway. it's called Tears of Hope, and it's her true life story of being a Middle Eastern Armenian Christian girl growing up in 1975 during the Lebanese Civil War, and due to her severe dyslexia and the war, Amy was forced to leave school in fourth grade after years of persistence and determination, Amy found the missing piece of the puzzle that was holding her back from moving forward and living her life's purpose. Today, she's an ambassador for peace, helping people around the world to awaken the leader within them and turn fear into freedom so they can live their true purpose and calling and make a difference in the world. Please, uh, standing ovation if you're listening for Amy. She's so awesome.
4: Amy, production, and thanks for the me. Wow, thank you so much for this introduction. You are amazing.
2: Well, Amy, we had a blast well, with you, you on the, on the show. So, it's your turn to have the spotlight on you, and I would love to start off with this I want to get right to the show with uh, the, the amazing story you have to share. And feel free to elaborate and give details because, from what I've heard from everyone, it is a story of inspiration. It's a story of persistence and a story of hope. So, uh, let's let's hear your story.
4: Well, um, okay. How many hours do you have? No, <laughs> okay. um, we have
2: we have twenty nine you know, minutes. Can you just speak fast? If, if you can like yeah. quadruple the pace, it'll be like you were here two hours.
4: <laughs> well, um, growing up, I had learning disability that we. Today we know as dyslexia, but they didn't know what dyslexia mean, uh, you know, uh, in those days. And um, I was punished. I was held back at school and uh, suffering from that. And uh, nobody really gave me a day of time or attention. So my older brother, Robert, he was 20 years old. I was 12 years old. He gave me the attention and we were talking about you know, um, how he's going to help me and uh, become who I wanted to be, a teacher or lawyer one day. So the 1975 Lebanese Civil War, it was just the beginning, and we were leaving Lebanon to uh, Egypt for safety. Uh, And that particular day we had a meeting in uh, a family room, and all the family left, and uh, I stayed with Robert and continued my really great conversation. And he needed to get up to go get the tea from the kitchen. I said, no, no, you know, this is my day. Nobody gives me that kind of attention. <laughs> You're staying here. I'm going to get up and go get your tea. So um, I took a couple of steps towards the kitchen. And um, just a few seconds later, a, a bomb flew from the window to the living room. And uh, Robert was gone in just blinking of the eye. And uh, just that was uh, the beginning of a long, long, long journey of the war. And, um, and um, it, it just, uh, instead of having hope and, you know, continuing that conversation, that conversation never continued. And um, I carried his wishes for me in my heart. And I wanted to do and become the person I wanted to become, and he promised he will help me. Mm-hmm. But as you know, I lived 13 years in the war. I got married at 14, had a baby at 15, uh, because my mom couldn't feed me, so I had to get married. I went to a home that they didn't even know that we were getting married, and I was rejected. So I wasn't uh, uh, welcomed in that home and I wasn't welcomed, you know, not welcomed. I couldn't, my mom couldn't take care of me, but I wasn't welcomed in that home. And um, I had to go back to my mom's where she couldn't take care of me in the first place, but this time with the baby in my hands and a baby to feed. And, uh, uh, you know, I was a single mother in the war and not having any opportunities or hope or Money, education, skills—any, any of that—and um, we were judged because uh, uh, back then, especially uh, the Christians, we don't get divorced. And uh, now the stage is a little bit different. but it was like just if you're divorced and you don't have a husband with you, so I lived in that environment and learned a lot of lessons throughout that journey. Uh, until 1988, I got the opportunity to come to the United States and, uh, it was a great hope for me and my daughter I wanted to have a better life, uh, after all 10 years losing many family members, escaping death and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be a new life for me, but no one thought I would stay here. I didn't come refugees. Yeah. I didn't get any, I didn't have any money. As you know, no skills and no education. I didn't know how to speak English at all, and I had a ten years old daughter with me. I was twenty five years old, and no one thought I could stay. I could, I could survive here. How can you survive? Reality is gonna kick in. You need a, you need a roof over your head. You need electricity. You need, you know, it's true. We have electricity, but you have to pay for it. And uh, I really survived it and um, turned around and became an entrepreneur. And uh, then I felt it. It's um. Th- so that was the beginning of the story. So I don't know how much more you want to know.
2: Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great beginning for me to cut in and ask a couple questions. So first of all, again, what age were you and your brother when that horrific um, bomb went off?
4: I was twelve years old, and he was twenty.
2: He was twenty, so he was your big brother. He was.
4: He was. And, he was twenty. Yeah, I was twelve. Yeah, he was my big brother. He wasn't and the you really oldest, looked, but he was my favorite brother.
2: And that obviously affected everyone in the family a lot. And did oh. you, you, you did you use this later as strength to become who you are?
4: Uh, I used it as... I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said.
2: I said that when you lost your brother to the bomb, did you... Use this later as strength and, and as a oh,
4: thought of how precious life is. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I I kept his uh, his uh, wishes for me. His wishes, I kept it alive because as long as I keep it alive, I, you know, I could survive. Because I felt guilty. I'm supposed to be staying in that room, I and mean, he's supposed to get needed to get up to get his tea. So that gave me a guilt to live. The only way I, could, I, I was able to survive it is keeping him alive in my heart and keep his wishes for me alive.
2: And what were his wishes?
4: Uh, that I will, I will finish at school, I become a teacher one day. I, unfortunately, I, I couldn't finish school. I never went back to school, but I became a teacher in bigger school in a, in a, in a different way. As a speaker, mm-hmm. as a seminar presenter, I became a teacher in a different way.
2: Well, with the exception of um, isolated terrorist uh, situations and um, some crazies going into schools and cre- uh, creating havoc, most Americans, families, kids, adults do not understand the uh, the terror that was going on in a war, that, that what it would be like to have your country uh, in chaos like that what would you what would you say to uh, american families that especially the kids that uh, are going to hear this later of how much they have to be grateful for
4: well uh, grateful for just taking a breath in the morning and knowing that you can get up and take a shower without having to to uh you know, get up from the shower and go hide. Or or in the middle of the sleep, you're getting up and you have to hide. And um, knowing that you could turn on the electricity, there is electricity, there is uh, knowing that you could uh, have food when you want to have food. And uh, just uh, just the care of uh, walking in the street and not knowing which car might be a bomb in it. And uh, mm-hmm. knowing that you could, you could get up in the morning and open the window or open your door, and you're not scared. That is a blessing. What we have in this country.
2: It certainly is, I and I, I agree with you. And I, I like to have that message repeated over and over, and amplified over and over, because my son will never understand how good he has it when he can just walk to a refrigerator and have yogurt three times in 10 minutes and not have to think about a thing in the world, except that he's not even hungry. And so, you know, I want to actually just say that I, I visit Armenia and it is actually one of my favorite places to visit. I mean, it wouldn't be from necessarily the landscape or the, uh, the photography I did was mainly of the people and the people are so hospitable. They're pretty much right up there with the kindest people in the world and you certainly are no exception, neither is your production team. But what is it about Armenian people that are just so hardworking, so loving?
4: Well, the world I lived, it was in Lebanon. So it's a little bit different than when you went, you went to Armenia. But my father is Armenian, and we have that in our blood because we... Uh, wanted to prove ourselves, no matter where they went, Armenian people, they wanted to prove themselves, that they are hard workers. They always created businesses. They always uh, take care of their family. And uh, they have a very tight um, care for each other. So because of, as you know, uh, what happened uh, in the 1915, uh, uh, for uh, they, we had the genocide, and then Armenians they were forced to leave to different countries. They were refugees everywhere. So, but and, and like I said, any country they went to, they they really created something good there, and uh, we're proud of that. And Armenians are very hard workers, very loving, very caring, very. They love to live. They love they love life. And that was taken away from the, what happened to the genocide, which is my grandparents came from Armenia. I think that's what sometimes you have to go through obstacles in order to appreciate life and become better, unfortunately. Yeah. And well, I it's that old saying. That, that was,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's that old saying that if you have sunny days every day, you'll never appreciate them until you have a lot of rainy days that's to make true. a sunny day special.
4: And you know, <laughs> so, talking about your son, talking about your son, when I wrote my book, my grandson was 12 years old, and I wasn't sure if I want to just give it to everyone to put it, publish it. But he read it the first one before I published it to the public. And after he read it, he said, "Grandma, I'm gonna I'm gonna appreciate every breath I take from now on. I'm not gonna complain ever that the back the backyard is is it's not big enough." or anything, I'm not going to complain anymore. And that pushed me to really publish my book, knowing that my grandson was touched by it, and he understood that his life was beautiful. Right. So, and, and, I, ho- and you I have hope a I'm leaving something for the generation to read, you know, about that.
2: And when is that book coming
4: out? Oh, it's out already. It's been out. I have five stars on Amazon. And uh, people could download it from my website and can read it right away. Uh, how the free. heck? Do, how the
2: heck do we do that, Amy? You're holding out on um, me. I want to get it now. Yeah. I want to get it right now.
4: Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you can go to ak, um, uh, AK sorry aktv shows like shows and there is a button there. You can download the book right away. And any book I sell, if you buy it through my website, I give the money to or even from my speaking, I send the money to Lebanon to, to help refugees.
2: That's awesome. Well, you know, you're in another book and you got a, you got that book you received that book on your show. I gave you a key smiling book for Las Vegas and yes, you're going be absolutely. You're, Well, you're the leader, you're the, the anchor, you're the pivot person. That's going to cause that book to be the top 100 people in Las Vegas right now. I think we have under 50. I know that, and okay. all the people you brought on your show are people that would be good candidates if, as long as they live in Las Vegas, to be sure. in this book. So I can't wait to ha- finish this book uh, to make it a complete book by uh, you know August or something like that. So of all the yes, guests you've had you on will. the show, taking of course Andrea out of the picture, who who are one of your favorite? Guess and why?
4: My favorite guest?: yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I can't really choose. It's like you have five, six kids, and you say which one, which one is your favorite. <laughs> uh, usually, my guess, uh, all of my guests, I choose them. I make sure they have message um, and uh, someone because each person uh, like uh, a different personality, or they receive their message from different people. So I really cannot say one uh, inspired me because all of them have a different way of being um, inspirational to me.
2: I get it. So you, you're telling me that you actually use a strategy to get people that have different personalities on your show? How do you do that? I mean, every single person what? I bring on my show has exactly the same personality, exactly the same story every time.
4: Well, it's not different personalities. People from who's listening, who's listening oh, to the guest, they gotcha. have a different. Uh, they they might like one one message from different speaker or different person who's uh, who's delivering their message. So all of them, to me, all of my guests have a, a beautiful okay. message that will connect with other people.
2: Well, tell you what, just so we can give some gratitude and acknowledgement. Don't worry about it being your favorite guest of all, but why don't you rattle off some of your shows that just touch your heart a lot?
4: I had a guest on my show who told her story, and uh, she went to prison. She was, uh, um, uh, she was innocent, but then she came out, and she became uh, an author, and now she's helping the community. Um, her name is Bernita. It it just inspired me more, and and I felt like she can give hope to people they never thought they could get somewhere in their life. And uh, going through um, really prison and going through a very tough time having kids and, um, you know, turning her life around, that gives hope to people they never thought they could straight their life out.
2: Well, how can people see your shows? They're obviously on your website archive, but how can people see them?
4: Yeah, yeah, I am on uh, Mount TV, uh, channel 31.1, uh, and also if somebody has a Google box everywhere in the United States, they could watch it, but they can go to my website and watch all of my segments, 24 hours, of course, uh, at uh, uh, aktvshows.com.
2: And if you don't have 24 hours to watch it right in a row, you can watch it in pieces, right?
4: That's right. So it, what I'm saying, I mean, you have your time to watch it anytime. There is okay. so many uh, subjects that you could check around. And the other shows that I produce as well, Stephanie Thompson, she has the Behind the Entertainment Scene, and Judy Moria, she has book reviews. And I interview people who have inspir- inspirational stories, and pe- people who have... <clears throat> Things to share and teach other people about business, self-development, a beauty, and a health, and all information about how to better your life. That's my goal: is to empower humanity.
2: Well, as you recall, when I was being interviewed, I had to exit stage left to get back to a premiere of a movie, and uh, Andrea will actually give a shout out to the movie in a second. But because I didn't get to see Andrea's. 30-minute uh, episode on your show. Would you share what happened so the guests can actually have a little teaser as to why they want to watch that for 24 hours?
4: Well, okay, Andrea came to my show, and actually, I, you know, you always see somebody very strong and running around and just uh, be able to help everyone and have a big heart. She, she's just amazing. She has an energy that uh, you You cannot find it everywhere i mean it's, it's beautiful inside and out and she she went to her heart and on my show and and teared and I just shocked me for a second and even though never not many things could shock me, but seeing her really uh being vulnerable and that you know touched her heart how she missed her kids and and um, you know, not spending time with them, and uh, she was away, and it was beautiful, beautiful what she shared with me. I really uh, touched my heart, it really did. Well, and yeah,
2: it just goes I, would to say, show... I would
4: say that was, I would say that was really uh, one of the moments that I would, I would say, I loved on my show.
2: Well, I'm glad you said that, and I'm glad it touched you because it's funny we're on this show together having this conversation because of Andrea, I was on your show because of Andrea. So it's the power of Mm -hmm. events. It's the power of, it's the power of travel. It's the power of obviously social media and it's, it's the power of connecting. So I want to leave a couple minutes for Andrea to close out this segment. And at the end of the show, I'm going to bring you back on to ask you one or two rapid fire questions, which simply means I'll ask you a quick question. You'll give me a quick answer just so we can kind of complete the show. So
3: go ahead, Andreas. Ask your one or two questions. Absolutely, Uh, Amy. um, Since we only got a couple minutes, um, if you could briefly cover how we can help support you with your role as ambassador for the World Federation of Peace and and help you with that mission.
4: Yeah, um, if you you can go to www. Uh, uh, wswp.us and check them out because they're they're amazing organizations. Uh, We're all over the United States and internationally over 120-some countries. So it's 25 years old. Uh, The organization is 25 years old. They have a great message. It's about um, living for the sake of others, living... uh, the logic of, uh, of uh, love. There is a lot of good, a good, um, I love this organization because they don't look at anyone, um, as long as you believe in God, whatever, but they don't look at you, who you believe, what you believe. They look at you if you like to, to, uh, live for the sake of others. And that's what I like about them. They, they they have a big heart. They have a a great programs. They help people all over the world. And um, I, I am very blessed to, um, to to be there, especially as an officer in the United States, and to connect them with other people, because uh, we need more organizations like this. And I, I could not find, even though I respect a lot of organizations, but this particular organization, it just touched my heart. And I really in- encourage everyone to check them out.
2: And Andrei, well, you It was go, quite fabulous questions?
4: too. Um, that uh, part of
3: that is where I had the opportunity to come and meet you, and uh, photograph you, and we did a, a videotape and so forth, and to hear you speak and to be honored at one of those events. And I know that the whole idea of peace and encouraging, you know, love and happiness and amplifying goodness is such an important mission of Ken, our Ken Roshan, host as well. So we've been really fortunate here to be involved to travel and and um, witness some other opportunities with other people doing things across the world with World Peace. So, I certainly look forward to things that are happening in the future with the Federation and how we can go and support you with publicity and with uh, phot-
4: photography, because uh, it's certainly an opportunity to capture a lot of those this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will, uh, you know, uh, it's, if you go to my website, uh, I'm going to be posting the events there, And uh, I will connect with you on that because we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you as a member, for sure. Okay. And by the way, we have men members as well (laughs) who support, uh, you know, peace in the world. Well,
2: this is a crazy thing. I mean, how would that be possible that men would also support peace? But I'm glad that the men are stepping up to the plate. And I have a question for you just to kind of close out the segment because... I met somebody who adores you at that event and she was really a, an energy force. And her, her name, I, if I don't mispronounce is, uh, Petya Yes. Yes. Petya, yeah, She's a, she's a sweetheart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She loves you. And she is, uh, she's a raving fan. And she also really was a cheerleader for the, uh, the show I was on with you. So I want to give her a shout out and just say, um, that she has a great energy and she is certainly a person that Very I awesome. want to help. Yes, absolutely beautiful. So, That's how I want to
4: attract people like you and her and uh, just to lift up the energy in the world. That's what we need. We need more people like this to come together.
2: We do. So, I am I'm calling you out on the air live that you are going to help us find the other 50 people in Las Vegas that are. Influencers, leaders, authors, speakers, and great impactors of positivity in Las Vegas so we can make Las Vegas really show up on the map as a community that actually cares about a better world.
4: How about absolutely, that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We'll start working on your, it very soon.
2: <laughs> very good. So share your website so we can uh, get that out to the audience one more time. We're going to go to break.
4: Yeah. AK, aktvshows.com.
2: Super. All right. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Thank
1: you. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica or search for us at Keyword Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Dot com. Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom, and more. May 25th and 26, starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Voice America, hashtag behind the scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest accent on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash Live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding Your Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood Bad Guys Summer Halloween on Behind the Scenes Live at 4 p.m. Tune in. Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events.
0: To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now back to Amplify. Welcome back to the
2: second segment. And we are going to have an amazing second segment because we always do. And so... I was when we were on break, we were talking about the two minute break, how it goes by so quickly, and my lovely producer, Aaron, said twenty seconds, and I guessed that it was only seven seconds left and he said thirteen seconds. And it just goes to show you that when you are drinking coffee, time goes back quick even quicker. But I was thinking, what if I'd had a martini? It would have been like twice as quick and I would have guessed even more wrong. So coming back in this segment, we have an amazing guest and I'm going to have Andrea go ahead and introduce her right out of the gate so we can get right to the show.
3: Awesome. Well, yes, the next guest is Candy Campbell. She is absolutely a doll. I haven't met her in person yet, but we'll be meeting her at the end of June because she's having an amazing nurses' event, conference, and expo, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Now, Candy Campbell, she has her doctorate in nursing practice. She's a clinical nurse leader. She's a registered nurse. And she has so many other letters behind her name that it would take me the whole segment just to explain how awesome she is. She is an international speaker, award-winning actor, award-winning filmmaker, documentary, and an author who works with individuals and corporations to improve interprofessional communication, leadership, and team development. She's also an professor in the Graduate School of Nursing and Health Professions at the University of San Francisco. Now, Candy uh, Campbell has also co-founded an improv troupe in the San Francisco area and she has taught improv to all ages and stages since 1995. So her latest book is called Improv to Improve Healthcare, a System for Creative Problem Solving, and her third solo show, her third solo show, is is a character portrayal of Florence Nightingale, and she um, will present at the Bay Area Nurses Communication Conference in June, and um, Candy just finished the tour in Europe uh, with her Florence Nightingale, so she is absolutely amazing. Uh, please, Candy Campbell, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you,
5: Andrea. Thank you for the introduction.
2: Well, Candy, nice to have you on the show. It's always cool to have someone on the show that you're not even connected with on Facebook that you get to actually have an introduction, and everything that comes out of this is actually being created from nothing, so it's awesome. So thank you, Andrea, for bringing Candy Campbell to the event to end the show. So you got to hear Amy speak in the first segment. What a story. Uh, What is your reaction?
5: Well, you know, I just was thinking about the interesting co-location of stories, because you all don't know this about me, but in 1974, I was the second to the last American plane, I was in the flight crew of Pan Am, I used to work for Pan Am,
3: gone Mm -hmm. but not
5: forgotten, (laughs) and I was the second to the last flight crew out of Beirut before they started the really bad part of the Civil War. I experienced Beirut, um, haven't had been there previously when they used to call it the San Francisco of the Middle East, and I experienced what it was like before, and then just at the beginning of that war with the bombed-out buildings and people trying to evacuate, I have. I don't know what it's like. Uh, Amy's story is just amazing. I I can't say that I, I did that, but I saw. And, you know, world travel gives you this idea that maybe everybody, if they traveled more, would appreciate each other. We would stop picking apart people on a horizontal level. If we, you know, metaphysically be thinking more about what it is we're supposed to do on this planet, that some sort of peace would be much more attainable.
2: I totally agree. And I wanted to ask you, uh, because I did forget, and I know this is silly, but why did PNM disappear?
5: (laughs) Um. Like a lot I used, of operations, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was a, a wonderful airline at the time, and then management changed, and I don't know the intricacies of why, but as an employee, I know that it was uh, it was not fiscally responsible. Let's put it that way.
2: Okay, so. I, I understand. So that's probably the big thing. And, and I, I guess the movie kind of references that a little bit with, uh, we'll, we'll leave that alone. So, <laughs> so Please, let's yeah. talk about your story. Let's bring your story into the fold. Talk about who you are and, and how you became who you are.
5: You know, I another thing that I identify with Amy's story is that when people tell you can't do something, that sometimes that, reverse psychology just gets under your skin and you go ahead and try to do something because you want to prove other people wrong. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
5: So, in my case, uh, when I was uh, flying with Pan Am, I had, in high school, I had thought, you know, and I'm, I'm an older, I'm a baby boomer, so I was just at the cusp of the 70s when women were starting to do more things. But in high school, it was nurse, secretary, teacher. Those were the three choices. And my junior high school counselor, or I was a junior in high school, counselor, uh, when I told her I wanted to be a nurse, I thought, she thought, well, look, look at your grades and look at your test scores. I was off the charts in reading and comprehension, but, um, you know, average in science. And she said, you know, I don't think you'd even pass chemistry. You better go for teaching.
4: So, <laughs> so
5: my first degree is in... in my, my, I minored in teaching, and my first degree is in acting because I've always been um, interested in applying the psychology of behavior and understanding that and bringing it for positive change through, through works on a stage. So I... Um, One of my signature stories is that when I was flying one day from, let's see, we were in New Delhi, we were flying to Karachi, Pakistan, and we had served a nice, warm, three-course meal as we always did. I was uh, working in the economy, the tail section of a 747 when turbulence hit. And suffice it to say that that day we watched 124 people vomit in unison. (laughs) <laughs> I want to really I want to take ribbons of vomit and I learned a powerful lesson that day I learned that there's two kinds of people there's a person who goes to help and a person who goes to hide and my mate was the one who went to hide and I was the one who went to help and when it was all over she said oh my gosh you know how did you do that and I said well you know um uh, my my discomfort was less than their discomfort, so I just decided to help. And besides, it's kind of sad, you know. You see those ribbons of vomit. But if they weren't sick, it'd be kind of pretty. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they said you have the you have the sense of humor. You better become a nurse. <laughs> so I did.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Well, I just was, uh, I was looking at your website earlier today, and I have to say it's a gorgeous website. Lots of great information. I do have a question for you. Uh, have you ever heard of Florence Nightingale?
5: <laughs> well, yes, I have. Um, I do this show called Florence Nightingale Live. It's my third solo show. All of my shows have had to do with healthcare. And you know, I didn't mean to uh, do a character portrayal of her, I started uh, being really interested in her work. You know, she wrote over 200 books and articles. There are 15,000 of her letters and more now. They keep finding them that are now available on the Internet. And when I was in grad school, I started reading them just because I was curious. And a friend of mine from National Speakers Association said, oh, what are you doing your doctorate on? And I told him it was about communication, you know, interprofessional communication using improv. And he said, well, why aren't you doing Florence Nightingale? (laughs) Okay, I guess I'll do that too. So, yes, Miss Nightingale has just returned from England and Ireland, and uh, it was really, really fun to take the show internationally.
2: It it looks a lot of fun, and your website is is obviously uh, not not only well put together, but very informative, and we have obviously information about the upcoming events. So why don't we... Take it just a second to share where people can go to your website and how they can actually register for your event.
5: Oh, thank you. They can go to candycampbell.com. That's C A N D Y and Campbell, like soup, campbell.com. And uh, the, on the very first page, there's a link to click on to the Eventbrite where they can register. And there's uh, early bird registration going on now through the end of this month. And uh, it's still it's it's a great bargain. We're going to have some super speakers. I have eleven people lined up for day one speaking. Let's go ahead and name, uh, name some of them. Oh, I have um, a friend. Well, most I know all of them are all friends of mine, of course. Chris Hennessy is a filmmaker and producer of uh, videos. He's been on a lot of uh, shows talking about the fact that he had, well, he still has cancer and his child was born at the same time that he was in the hospital at 24 weeks, a micro premature baby. So um, his story is, is very, um, very poignant. And he's speaking on the topic of integrity for healthcare people. Uh, Kim Scott, um, one of my I'll other first friends. I'm going
2: interge- to interject right now, Candy. I want you to uh, list the names so we can actually just say that it, it's a shout out. We can also tag them so people can find out what they're speaking on. Go ahead.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, yes, Kent Scott, Brita Miller, Phil Runco, Susan Aquisto, Liz Deets, Marqueta Huskaba, Carol Kulik, Sheila Ryan, and Liz Isnaga. A great lineup.
2: So when we uh, post the show, we'll go ahead and make a link to your event as well as links to these particular speakers, and we will inform the world and amplify your event so that we actually get a lot more people there. How about that?
5: Oh, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Yeah. May I just say that day two of that event is going to be a full day workshop on what we call medical improv or communication. uh,
2: No, you're not going to be allowed to say that. I'm sorry. We just don't have enough time on the show. (laughs) (laughs) So, people that come to your show, what are are some of the things that they will uh, gain from that? What's the value?
5: You know, what Florence Nightingale was so much more than, in quotes, just a nurse. She is a woman who, in her time, Victorian England, she broke all the bonds of expectation. It cost her something. She felt that she had a calling from God to do away with uh, poverty, with uh, sanitation problems. She wanted to give the British military a system that would be more efficient and satisfying, you know, with better patient outcomes. She was a statistician, in fact, the first woman to ever be inducted into the British, then the American, then the International Society of Statisticians for her work. She spoke five languages. She loved the art. She was a patron of many other things. She was a fabulous woman. And the themes that I got from her, from all of her works that I read we Integrity, Insight, and Innovation. And coincidentally, that's the name of my conference. <laughs> Those are the things we're going to talk about. And that is and, what the show is about, really.
2: And the name of the conference again?
5: Channeling Florence Nightingale, Integrity, Insight, Innovation.
2: Good. So Andrea is uh, biting at the bit to ask a question. So Andrea, go ahead.
3: And actually, I, I wanted to recap, too, about the event. Although it seems focused on nursing, what we have found is that so many people uh, in, in any business, if you're in a business of service, what Candy teaches just really exemplifies what you do in your life, whether it's in sales or something else. is absolutely amazing. Um, uh, so let me give you an example. So when you're in business or in sales and you do a talk uh, to someone and new are hearing about how to add improv into your life or into your business, it ups the scale on your ability for profitability and productivity with your clients. And she also, by having all these fabulous, inspirational guests, it really gets you uh, motivated and thinking, Or oh, what are some stories that you can tell during your presentations that uh, uplift your audience or your clients to listen to you, to buy into what it is that you're talking as far as raising that trust factor and trust level.
2: That's a great point, Andrea, because sometimes if you bring in someone like a Tony Robbins or anybody at all to an event, Les Brown, you're bringing in someone that is motivational. They're giving content. They're showing you how to actually succeed in life. So the, the specific topic of nursing is one aspect of what the core population that's being attracted, but anyone that wants to succeed in life, these speakers are going to speak to how they can.
5: That is really true. And I will also mention that the Board of Registered Nurses' um, contact hours are applicable to many other healthcare uh, professions. We have uh, recreational therapists and respiratory therapists and I think physical therapists who are coming also because they're licensed. Licensing board honors those contact hours. There will be 10 contact hours offered.
2: Good. Well, that sounds amazing. So I will just uh, say that we're going to not wrap the segment, but we are going to move to some rapid fire. So, uh, Amy, you there? Because we're going to ask some questions that pertain to both of you. And it's as quick as I can ask the question, as quick as you can respond, so we can get some more gold nuggets to our audience. So,
4: starting off with Amy.
2: Okay, a book that changed your life.
4: A book changed my life. Hmm. Uh, as you know, I'm not a reader, but uh, there is a book uh, written uh, by um, um, Ronald D., uh, Davis. The book name is um, The Gift of Dyslexia. That really helped me to really see, um, see my, my life in different perspectives. Uh, dealing with dyslexia. So that well, was let me, very let me, educational
2: well, to me. Uh, Amy, let me rephrase that because I, I understand with dyslexia that uh, audiobooks are very friendly. And so do you buy audiobooks? Is there a book that you've listened to that yeah, changed yeah. your life?
4: Yeah, I have, I have you know, uh, listened to so many audiobooks, of course. And this, this particular one, they had audiobooks. But I like to talk about it because So many people deal with it, and I like to tell people about it so uh, they could, um, you know, not everybody talks about it. A lot of people talk about, you know, Anthony Robbins or any other authors or speakers, but not many people really uh, take time to read about something their children or themselves they're dealing with. So
2: that was definitely a fast answer. So, Candy, go ahead. Your turn.
5: Well, I have to say, I know that book, and I really love it. Um, Yes, for me, it may sound trite, but the one book that I keep coming back to actually every day is the Bible. There's lots of uh, history, there's lots of lessons to be learned, and a lot of good promises that keep me hopeful.
2: And because that is a very common answer, sometimes I do the old bonus of, and the second book was.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I would have to say, since I'm kind of a big reader the second book for me would be Amar um what is it called, A Man in Moscow, I think it is, uh, A Gentleman in Moscow. I, he's a fantastic author. Awesome.
2: Andrea?
3: So to make um go a little quicker, so name the first country that comes to mind that you want to visit.
0: I
4: haven't
5: visited there yet. Uh, the one that I would like to visit is anywhere uh, in Africa that I haven't been because I've been pretty much everywhere in the world.
2: Have you? How many countries?
5: I, you know, I didn't count. I just know that for five years I flew 20 days a month and Pan Am flew around the world.
2: That's awesome. Well, I have a book that says how to get to 100 countries or how to count your countries, which is 206. So I'll send you a copy of that later, and (laughs) that'll be interesting. Uh, Is there a particular particular country in Africa that you know you want to see?
5: Yes, I would like to see South Africa.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. And then just hop over to Tanzania after that for Victoria Falls. That'd be Mm -hmm.
5: awesome. (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right, uh, let's, uh, we might be finishing off with this question, so uh, Amy first, what is a quote you live by?
4: Okay, that might be, uh, it's not going to come um, uh, maybe very well, but I have a quote I live by. It's my own quote, is you don't have to be perfect to be beautiful and powerful. All you have to do is be yourself. And I always remind myself is, okay, all I have to be is just myself.
2: Great. And Candy?
4: You know,
5: there's several, but one of them is that people are total positivity and their words are gold.
2: And since you have, I guess, several, go ahead and sneak another one in real quick.
5: (laughs) The, the other one is that every day, whoever crosses your path will teach you a lesson.
2: So true, true. and okay. here we are on a show together because of past crossing, so a great way to end the segment. Let's go back to Amy. Mm-hmm. Amy, one more time, can you share how people can connect with you and check out your shows?
4: Sure. Um, aktvshows.com. Great. You can Andy? see menus from there. All the information is on that website.
2: Yep, that's what they're for. Good. Thank you. And Candy?
5: Yes, um, I'd like to also point people to the Bay Area Nurses Communication Conference. If they Google that, they'll get right to the Eventbrite uh, site, as well as my candycampbell.com website.
2: And we hope those of you who are listening, check out the shows that are really quite extraordinary that Amy has created. And she is an amazing host and also Candy's upcoming event. And go to her website. It is a treat. Lots of great videos. So both of you have been amplified. And I'm so thankful to Andrea for bringing you both to the show because you both are living lives that actually care about creating a positive impact. So thank you very much. And we will check in and see you again next week.